I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning. KSL News Time is 8 o'clock. This is Utah's Morning News. I'm Tim Hughes. And I'm Amanda Dixon. KSL's top story this hour. The family of the man shot and killed by Farmington police released a statement overnight, and they're extremely upset with police. The family says they learned about the son, Chase Allen's death, from the media. KSL News Radio's Adam Small is live with more. Adam? Amanda, guys, the family didn't mince words in a statement to KSL, and it claimed they weren't even given standard next-of-kin notification from police when Chase died and went on to call the officers who shot Chase murderers. Farmington Police Chief Eric Johnson says they pulled him over outside the Farmington Post Office because he didn't have plates on his car. Moments later, that officer called for other units to come assist him, um, and a short time after that, uh, the officer called out over the radio that shots have been fired. There are still a lot of unanswered questions in this case, like what caused the situation to escalate so much during the stop? Police claim Allen was not compliant and shots were fired around the time they were trying to remove him from that car. Reporting live, Adam Small, KSL News Radio. We have another developing story this morning. A man in West Valley City is dead after crashing his vehicle, and at some point he was shot. West Valley Police Sergeant Geierman says they got calls of shots being fired near 1300 West and Caesar Circle. He says there's a question about whether the man was shot before or after he got into the car. Right now our detectives and uh, forensics are processing the scene and talking to witnesses and gathering what evidence they can. Sergeant Geierman says officers started life-saving efforts until fire crews got there and took the man to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Outrage at a Cedar City Council meeting following the arrest of an online student suspected of taking a gun to school. KSL-TV's Matt Rascone reports the city's police chief and mayor started the meeting by praising the way officers handled the situation. This happened perfectly. No one else was celebrating. I am very, very livid that it was not taken seriously. An hour later, the officer learned the same teen had returned to the parking lot and assaulted a different student. How dare you risk the lives of these children while you figure out if this is a credible threat. In the meantime, while you did that, that kid came back and assaulted somebody. The school didn't go on lockdown until around 1 p.m. the next day when officers arrested the suspect at his nearby home. Matt says many parents didn't learn of the incident on Monday until Tuesday evening. The Granite School District has a unique new way of protecting students. They've hired the state's first gun-sniffing canine police officer. We have used them uh, for various investigations and to help secure our schools and our campuses. So uh, we have used them in investigations where there might have been an anonymous tip or the threat of gun violence that was maybe reported with the Safe UT app. District spokesperson Matt Sampson tells KSL-TV the canine named Bolt was used when shots were fired in the parking lot of a Taylorsville high school. He says they're hoping that by knowing the officers are available, it will make people hesitant to take a gun to school. KSL's top national story is developing news. Sentencing is now underway for disgraced South Carolina attorney Alex Murdoch. 
South Carolina Circuit Court Judge Clifton Newman says this has been one of the most troubling cases he has dealt with. He brought up with Burdock the fact that he had lied to police about the crime. Remind me of the expression you uh, gave on the witness stand. Was it tangled? Tangled web we weave. Oh, what tangled web we weave. What did you mean by that? meant when I lied, I continue to lie. <clears throat> and the question is, when will it end? The prosecuting attorney says the evidence against Murdoch is clear. And it shows this man to be a cunning manipulator, a man who placed himself above all others, including his family. It took the South Carolina jury less than three hours of deliberating yesterday to find former South Carolina attorney, the former South Carolina attorney, guilty of murdering his wife and son. We're watching it live, actually, as uh, this judge, he's been talking now for probably 10 or 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot to say, uh, Judge Clifton Newman, but has yet to get to the sentencing part of uh, what this hearing is all about. We'll have the results of it for you as soon as we get them in. In the meantime, if you're on the roads this morning, let's get that first look traffic with Andy. Tim, we've had a great overall commute this morning. Right now, the only place being affected at all, it looks like is Sardine Canyon as you travel towards uh, Logan Slow, especially up at the summit where snow has covered the roads. Clouds have helped a little bit through there. But down in the valleys, it's been dry, excellent, a little bit heavy traffic in Kaysville's right now. It's about all you'll see on I-15 that could slow you down between Ogden and Provo. I'm Andy Farnsworth in the KSL Traffic Center. The BYU Cougars have had an up-and-down basketball season this year, but Coach Mark Pope says they're going to see if they can come up with some magic in the West Coast Conference basketball tournament starting tonight. Right now we have a team that is is has been really tested, and um, we've, we've had some success and some setbacks, and there's no fear on this team, and there's a whole lot of hunger. And so... We're going to go take a huge swing at this in Vegas. Let's see what happens. The Cougars will face the Portland Pilots with the tip at 7 o'clock tonight. Pre-game starts here on KSL News Radio at 6. Talk about roller coasters. The third-ranked Utah women's basketball team played their opening round of the Pac-12 basketball tournament last night and were upset by Washington State after the Cougars went on a 14-point run in the third quarter. The Utes have been discussed as a possible number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and now they'll wait until Selection Sunday coming up on March 12th to find out. Next Saturday, Utahns will have a chance to get up close and personal with the Stanley Cup trophy. The deal includes a one-hour experience for the Stanley Cup on the day the trophy turns 131 years old. The Utah Grizzlies are sponsoring the event ahead of their game against the Kansas City Mavericks. 300 spots are open between 9 a.m. and 1.55 p.m. That's again next Saturday, March 11th. KSL Sports reports the trophies making its way to Utah after the Grizzlies NHL affiliate Colorado Avalanche won the Cup in 2022. Mark Jackson, KSL News Radio. We have some uh, breaking news on KSL, and they have just, uh, the judge has just handed down the sentence of life in prison consecutively, I think, on the two counts. Yes, that was the big question, is whatever in sentence, and we thought it would be severe, would it go concurrently or consecutively? So it is a life sentence for the rest of your natural life, is what the judge said, for the murder of his wife, and then again for the murder of his son to run consecutively. If you were listening to what the judge had to say leading up to uh, that moment, that's not much of a surprise there in the courtroom for Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, but we'll continue to follow it and uh, see what fallout there may be on either side coming up uh, throughout the day today. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.